Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. Ready. Hey, welcome to Comic Culture, the podcast that's always ready. I'm Walt. I'm Chris. And today... Uh, today? We're talking about comic culture. <laughs> we are talking about comic culture, yeah. Cheers. 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 I have another one. I totally lost where I... That's all right. I, I lost my spot. That's all right. Hey, what do we... What do we uh, what do we uh, cheer? What do we? Who's our sponsor today? Oh, Chris, this is a new sponsor. We're we're very excited to have the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Irish whiskey. Uh, a measure of attitude. A measure of attitude. Aged five years. Wow. Cinque anno. You know what? I have to say. Uh, well, let me let me have a sip here first. Well, let's have a sip. <clears throat> that is smooth. That's a, that's that's one of the one of the better Irish whiskeys we've ever had. That is a nice Irish whiskey, okay, and and uh, for the price point, yes, uh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic yeah. Irish whiskey. We we recommend the Dead Rabbit. We recommend it so much. We figure that the Dead Rabbit should maybe send us a case, a case, yeah, and we'll drink it every week. Absolutely, here right. on Comic Culture. Hey, Chris. So I mentioned. Um, a week or two back that I had my old pal, Mike Huddleston. Mike Huddleston, yes. Mike came in. He's a great guy. Really, really knowledgeable in comics. Right, and right. Just a great guy in general. Likes fishing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we're, we're chewing the cud and doing some stuff. And he, he gave me a few kind of like he... Just in the, in the course of the discussions, it never really hit me until later. It's like, whoa... I kind of like what you said there, and I'm going to take that on a tangent. Okay, well, and what did he say? So what? So we he brought in a Spidey fifty. Spidey fifty. I think I put it on my post. Yeah, had some water damage. It looked really good. Right. Right. So he brought in a Spidey fifty, and he goes, "Well, you know, I remember when I was a kid. He goes, I had a I had a mint copy of that." Oh. I go, he had a mint copy of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, then he told me a story about how his buddy got one. And he says, look what came out, right? And then he goes, oh, he ran down to the corner store to get his copy. But right. But there wasn't any on the rack. Right. So he asked the convenience store guy, hey, is there any? And the guy had a box and he didn't finish unloading. Okay. And, and he went to the box and he went to the bottom. And right near the bottom of the box, he pulled out yet another brand Spidey new, 50. Brand new copy. And he says, well... You, it was so glossy yeah. that you can see yourself. Wow. In it. You know what I mean? So then it kind of dawned on me that we all owned mint copies. Oh, yeah. Of everything. Absolutely. Especially these old timers. Sure. They had mint copies yeah. of FF1. Yeah. Of AF15. Yeah. Never mind the old, old timers that aren't no longer with us that probably had mint copies of tech. 27 sure. and action one sure, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that so so basically when the comic hits the comic shop from yeah. the 80s and on yeah or the corner store yeah before then they were all near mint they're mint. all near mint mint yeah so it got me to thinking it's like okay you know we're at the temple we're at the altar of near mint right we 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 worship the grade, right? But every single one printed was in that grade at one point. Yes, at one point. So, 
And then we get our grubby little hands on them. and then We get our grubby little hand. That's what Mike says. So Mike goes, by the time I got home, he says, on my bike, he yeah. goes, I wrapped it around my handlebars. <laughs> and I put my hands on the handlebars. Well, you can't lose it. You can't lose it. Yeah. So by the time he's getting it home, it's scrunched. Sure. And uh, he's reading it. So and that, that book was meant for all of about two minutes. Exactly my yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, exactly my point for all the two minutes. So they all have these fleeting moments of mintness. Right. Um, but I wanted to talk about, I don't know if we can pinpoint when, at what era, what age, what, when did that all tip over? When did, when did um, you know, oftentimes a guy comes into the store and I have to explain to them, you know, like, um, you know, a, a comic from the 50s, like a four-color Lassie photo cover, yeah, yeah. you know, in, in 3.0, you know, good plus 2.5. Yeah. That's a $5 comic sure. if you're lucky. Yeah, right? yeah. And, um, and I have to explain to them, well, you know, like, in this era, 98% of them look like this. Right. And 2% of them somehow by mistake. Yeah. Somebody forgot it somewhere. Yeah, it was yeah. in a file and somebody forgot. You know what? It's I just wrecked. totally forgot. But you know what? Here, But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know what you're going to say. Right. I thought the same thing about books from the 90s. Because in the 90s, you got to remember in the 90s, you would go to your comic book shop and you would still buy your books and they would still be bagged and boarded. Mm-hmm. Right? So they would come home and they'd be all nice and minty mint. Right, yeah, and you know you're talking about your your New Mutants ninety eight. Yeah. you know all those sure. those great books came out in the nineties. For some reason, though, they're still not all mint. But okay, I, I agree with you. Yeah, but let's look at percentages. Sure. So nineteen out of or, or, or forty nine out of fifty uh, from nineteen fifty three. Yeah, are low grade. Right. Right. But I'm gonna say. 19 out of 20 from the 90s are high grade. Maybe 9 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, but when, I, I guess, I guess when did we start taking care of them? Like what? when, what uh, uh, historical event happened or if it did at all? I don't know if it was a historical event, but I remember it was an overall overriding attitude around whether or not your comics needed to be bagged and boarded. And I remember this specifically when I would go to... Um, Dreamland Cards and Comics on yep. James, Street, James Street run by the great Paul Kenny and Stu Young uh-huh. so I remember buying a Richie Rich comic now the, most of them because they were already because it was a back issue store they were, they, the, most of them were in um, uh, already in bags now they weren't right. they, they weren't boarded that was right. a, that was something that happened later mm-hmm. uh, but I remember like even even the bags were sort of uh, uh, cloudy, cloudy, and, yeah. and they were sort of a rare thing, even though. But they, they were back to your store, so they kind of had to sell them in bags. Sure, but it was kind of difficult to buy the bags on your own, right? And I remember asking. I remember thinking I had a really rare Richie Rich comic back then. Uh-huh. Uh, it wasn't, but I thought it was at the right. time. Um, and I remember asking the owner if I could get a Mylar because I, I was told that Mylars were the, the the way to keep a book. Of course. And, and he said, you don't own anything that needs a Mylar. Hey. And he gave me a crumpled up bag for my you, And you like all sad. And all sad. Heart, heartbroken out of the store. I mean, he was right. Uh-huh. But, you know. 
He should have upsold you on that Mylar. Well, he could have, yeah. But I, you know, I don't think I had about 25 cents on uh, me, so. Uh, read but you like a book. He sure did. Now, now, so I guess what I'm saying is, so even in 1980, yeah. bags and boards weren't considered to be, like, the way to look after your books. Right, right. Bags, maybe, right. and Mylar's for the really expensive books. Well, I think, I think like, when the first price guide came out in 1970, I don't remember. But I re- by the time I was doing price guides, like, around number eight. Mm-hmm. Um, number nine, um, they had that one three seven split. Right, right. So already the price guide was differentiating great. Yes. So as collectors buying price guides, we were conscious of great. Absolutely. Right. Um, so it, it it already had started. Yep. It basically it already had started. Uh, so by the mid seventies, late seventies, I think uh, preserving your comics uh, was important. Was important, yes, and, and but but definitely by the but in the early fifties it wasn't right, right. So you're talking about a twenty year span, say nineteen fifty five to nineteen seventy five, because by nineteen seventy five, when the new number one Marvels came out, yeah, I think by seventy six, seventy seven at least, yeah, you know, collector's edition number one, right, right, right. you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They were plugging that, um, but certainly by fifty five, fifty six, fifty seven, there was no that. I know it's a bit of a tangent, but I remember I wrote a long time ago how, um, um, you know, like Batman number 100 yeah. and Superman number 100 yeah. all had these nice number 100 issues. Right, right, right yeah. Uh, but Detective 100 and Action 100, which probably happened almost a decade before, yeah. they didn't even matter. No it was big deal. Just, yeah, it was no just big a deal. little number 100 on the yeah, corner. Yeah. It was a regular issue, whatever sequence of villain or whatever it is it was. There was zero mention uh, of the number 100. Right. So, but even by the late 50s then, there was that sense of, hey, buy this one because it's an uh, anniversary be, yeah, issue. Yeah, it's a special issue. So I just don't know when we tipped... In, into uh, you know because again when Mike said oh man I had it and for five seconds yeah. it was mint yeah and then I wrapped it around my handlebars and I put my but grubby I, little hands but I knew it. I knew people that were not maybe not to that extent but I, even in the in the eighties and nineties I knew people that would buy their books even at, at, when I was working at the stores. And they would they would literally roll them up and put them in their back pocket. Hey, Chris, I agree with you. I think that still happens even now. Remember, we talked before about uh, there's consumers out there that just want to consume the stories. Right. They'll come in and buy a brand new uh, image book that has Brian K. Vaughn starting some new series yep. called Saga or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they'll take it home and read it and just leave it on the coffee table That's right, for yeah. anybody else to read. Like, yep. they have no, no um, you know... Uh, no desire, to no desire, or, or or foresight to think that hey, if I keep this in beautiful shape, it might be worth something one day. Right, right. Uh, so, it's, there's always going to be a segment like that, but it's definitely the minority mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, it was the majority. And I don't know if you and I, I don't think we're going to be able to discover. But I'm wondering what and when the tipping point was, what the catalyst was. Was it around 1970 when the price guide came out, when the first San Diego Comic-Con came out? Right, right. Was there some sort of... um, Because it would have started with those collecting groups around New York City in the mid-60s. Yeah. Uh, Because you and I talked about how uh, there were comic shops depicted in... in, um, I think it was... uh, Wonder Woman 156 or something like that. There were issues in the 1960s 
that involved mention of comic collection. Sure, sure, right? yeah, yeah. But this would have been in its infancy. Right. Right? So, um, but I guess right then and there, it would have started. Right. But I don't know. And so I, I'm, I'm pegging 1970 as the pivotal. Why 1970? No, the point of no return. Why 1970? Because a lot of things happened in 1970. Okay. Number one was, I think that was the first year of the San Diego Comic-Con. Okay. Uh, number two was, I think that was the first year of the Overstreet Price Guy. Okay, yeah. So two very important cultural institutions. Right. Whether it's 71 or 70, and around whether one there. was one year or one was another, I think they were within a year apart is okay. my point. Yep. So right around the confluence of those two events hmm, that's a would, ki- would, would kind of be, in my mind, where the inertia of the movement was past uh, the point of no return. Right. I think. Right. I, I think it's still overwhelmingly where uh, comics were kind of not taken care of. Sure. But year after year after year, uh, the percentages changed. And I think by the late 70s, yeah. more comics were being taken care of than, than not. Than not. Right. Right. And I don't know if that's right or not. If, if, if anybody listening kind of has an insight that we're missing... On, on when now and people will say what well, ruined the hobby you think so i don't think so i don't think so i don't think so i think, I think it helped the hobby. i think it helped the hobby. It, it ruined what it ruined is 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 future value of, of near mints oh yeah absolutely. because the supply yeah yeah uh, is, but i don't think it ruined the hobby i mean i think it, for a lot of collectors it gave another reason for people to collect yeah right so mm-hmm. although they enjoyed the stories they were also enjoying the fact that, hey, this might be worth something someday. Now, it, it, chances are it won't be, but you never know. Yeah, but then it became, I, I guess the point of these guys are saying that it ruined the hobby. It became less about the book and more about the grade. Well, that happened more and more and more and more, right? Right. That happened. That's happening now even. Right. You know. And then the nail in the coffin to that trend yes. was CGC. Absolutely. Right? 100%. CGC just... Just absolutely reinforced that to the nth degree. Yeah, saying it's all about the grade. The, the whole that's the only thing that matters. That's right, right? Yeah, because you can't see the book. No. Okay, you can see the cover. Yeah, you can see the back page. Well, and it's funny because I have friends of mine that that don't really know the hobby very well, and they'll say like Chris, like you know, I understand PSA. Yeah, right? you get a card front and back. Front and back, you yeah. enjoy. It, you can still look at. It. But don't you want to read the comics? You do. Well, you do, uh-huh. but you can't. You can't. Right? So, thank goodness for a reprint. Then you get Mike Huddleston's copy, the one that was wrapped around the handlebar. Right. That's the one you read. That's right, yeah. But the buddy that came in before him to that corner store that had that other copy that was, you could see his reflection on. Yes. That took it home, put it on the bookshelf because his dad made him go cut the grass. Right. And then his mom moved it somewhere. Yeah, and forgot about it. And then everybody forgot about it. And then 48 years later, yeah. it was discovered. Right. And it got sent down and got a 9.8, and some schmo sold it for $80,000. That's right, yeah. You know, that's the story that. Um, I, I wish I was that schmo. Me, me, or my dad or was that yeah, schmo, yeah, right? Yeah. But, um, all right. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it was right around very, very early 1970s when the hobby tipped into that. Um, well, do you uh, re- like? I mean, do you mom. remember like as far as you've 
as long as you've owned a store, yeah, you've always provided new comics with bags and boards. Yes, right. Yes. And I remember that was even a thing. Like even in the in the early nineties when mm-hmm. I was working at stores, um, we didn't always do that. That was sort of a you know. You could, we could, but it'd be cost you a little extra. We provide right. it, mm-hmm. you know. But nowadays, it seems to be the that's just what you do, it's right? Standard. It's a, it's a standard yeah. thing. You buy a new yeah. comic, get a bag and board. Yep, yeah. right. And, and and the whole idea there is it helps preserve the condition. Right, right. And and it's funny because even though even, I went to, I don't remember, I went to a store recently, and I didn't even want to leave the store without a proper bag to hold my comics that are already bagged and boarded in. Jeez. Right? Because yeah. I was worried that they're still going to slide around and maybe come out or whatever. Right? So I wanted to make sure that that bag that I had was still tightly wrapped so they didn't shift or anything. Mint troll. No, no, no. But, hey, you know what? You, you get them home. You don't want them to be wrecked before you even read them. I guess. I guess. All right. Well, anyway, I, I think we've explored. I think we've discovered it. I think it's around uh, around 1970. Anybody else have any insights into this? Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. And um, that's it for today. All right. Have yourself a great day.